No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we consider the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah during the reign of Zedekiah. All nations would submit to the yoke of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. He will also carry away the temple furnishings and vessels. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 27 on Simply the Bible. At times, God would instruct his prophets to give object lessons. For example, Isaiah had to go naked and barefoot for three years as a sign to Egypt and Ethiopia that the king of Assyria would lead them away naked and barefoot to be captives. Earlier, God told Jeremiah to break a flask in front of the people and then tell them that in the same way God would break them and the city of Jerusalem. Now God gave Jeremiah yet another object lesson. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 27. In the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, the king of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Thus says the Lord to me, Make for yourselves bonds and yokes and put them on your neck and send them to the king of Edom, the king of Moab, the king of the Ammonites, the king of Tyre, and the king of Sidon by the hand of the messengers who come to Jerusalem to Zedekiah, king of Judah. Now we believe that this occurred in 594 BC, three years after King Nebuchadnezzar made his second invasion into Jerusalem, taking King Jehoiakim captive along with his mother, the captains and all the mighty men of valor, 10,000 captives, and all the craftsmen and smiths. He also carried out treasures from the house of the Lord and from the king's house. Now God told Jeremiah that he was to make bonds and yokes. He was to make a yoke such as you would put on oxen, and it was to be bound together with leather straps. And he was to wear this as a sign to them. And he was also to send several of them to the five kings that were gathered in Jerusalem at the time. Now, King Zedekiah of Judah was likely conferring with these representatives from five neighboring nations as they planned a strategy to deal with Nebuchadnezzar and command them to say to their masters, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Thus you shall say to your masters, I've made the earth, the man and the beast that are on the ground, by my great power and by my outstretched arm, and I have given it to whom it seemed proper to me. And now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and the beast of the field I have also given him to serve him. So the message to these representatives that they would then take back to their respective kings was that the Lord had made the earth. He is the God. Now they had their pagan deities that they worship, but the Lord says, listen, I am the God that made all things and I will give the kingdoms and nations to whomever I will. And I have chosen to give these lands to King Nebuchadnezzar. And so the idea here was that just as Jeremiah had made the, these yokes and was wearing a yoke, they needed to understand that they needed to carry the yoke that would be placed upon them by King Nebuchadnezzar. In other words, they needed to subject themselves to this Babylonian king. 
And God would even give to Nebuchadnezzar the beasts of the field. God is sovereign over all nature and also the animal kingdom. Now, when Cindy and I got married many years ago, uh, we were going to leave for our honeymoon and we had to go by her house and she needed to get some makeup or something. And and one of her uh, relatives had left their dog there. And so we opened the door and the dog bolted out and, and we tried to chase the dog down the street and all. And and the dog was not coming. And I finally just prayed, Lord, you know, we have a five-hour trip in front of us uh, to get to where we need to go for our honeymoon. Lord, please put it into this dog's brain to come back. And and I headed back to the house and I told Cindy, I don't know what we're going to do. And then and then pretty soon I hear this dog panting outside the door and the, and the dog came back. And I was just so thankful that God answered that prayer. So God can control the beasts and even the beasts of the field God would give to Nebuchadnezzar. So all nations shall serve him and his son and his son's son until the time of his land comes. And then many nations and great kings shall make him serve them. And it shall be that the nation and kingdom which will not serve Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and which will not put its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon, that nation I will punish, says the Lord, with the sword the famine, and the pestilence until I've consumed them by his hand. So all of these nations that were gathered there, six nations would serve King Nebuchadnezzar. Also, Egypt would also. There would be a seventh nation and they would serve him for three generations, his son and his grandson. And then after that, many nations would make him serve them. That would be the Medes and Persians that conquered Babylon in 539 BC. And then God said, I will punish the nation that refuses to serve him. So any nation that would not bear this yoke, God would punish, and he would punish that nation in three ways. Through the sword, which would likely come from Babylon as King Nebuchadnezzar would make war against these nations. Through famine, which would happen as a result of the siege against these cities, and then pestilence, which would come as a result of those two former things. And so they would be consumed by God's hand if they did not submit to the king of Babylon. Now, you know, there are times when God tells us to submit and we may have to submit to a governing authority like they did that we don't want to submit to. And yet if God tells us to do it, we had better do it or else we will find ourselves resisting the Lord. They didn't want to do this, But God told him, you need to do this because my hand is in it. Now, there are times when we are not to be subject to nations that would tell us to do something that is contrary to what God is telling us. But we just better make sure that we know the difference, that we are fighting the Lord's battles and submitting where he tells us to submit, even though we may not like it. And of course, we are told to submit to those governing authorities, provided that they are not causing us to sin against God. Verse 9, therefore do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your soothsayers, or your sorcerers who speak to you, saying, you shall not serve the king of Babylon, for they prophesy a lie to you to remove you far from your land, and I will drive you out and you will perish. So these nations had these various diviners, uh, prophets, dreamers, soothsayers, sorcerers, all of the pagan ways that they would find to predict the future. And they would tell them 
oh, the king of Babylon, he's not going to come and conquer you. And they would say that because it would be the popular message. But God said, don't listen to them. They are prophesying a lie to you. And if you listen to them, they will remove you far from your land and drive you out and you will perish. But the nations that bring their necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him, I will let them remain in their own land, says the Lord, and they shall till it and dwell in it. So if they would just submit to this yoke of King Nebuchadnezzar, they could stay. They would be uh, a vassal nation to Babylon, but King Nebuchadnezzar would let them stay in their land. And so God was putting before them either life or death. You submit, you'll have life. You resist, you will die. Also, I spoke to Zedekiah, king of Judah, according to all these words, saying, bring your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him and his people and live. Why will you die, you and your people, by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence, as the Lord has spoken against the nation that will not serve the king of Babylon? Now listen, that's true for any of us. God has given to us his word. He is the king. He has put on the throne his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can either submit to his yoke, which by the way, his yoke is easy. His load is light. We can come under his yoke and serve him and have life. Or we can resist and have death. And not only death in this life, but death for eternity. So, why would you choose to die? And that's really what Jeremiah is putting to Zedekiah. Why will you die and your people? Zedekiah was acting not only for himself, but for all those in Jerusalem and Judah who were following him. Therefore, do not listen to the words of the prophets who speak to you saying, you shall not serve the king of Babylon for they prophesy a lie to you. For I have not sent them, says the Lord. Yet they prophesy a lie in my name that I may drive you out and that you may perish, you and the prophets who prophesy to you. Now, Jeremiah would warn Zedekiah of all these things, and yet he would refuse to heed Jeremiah's words. And so ultimately, these false prophets would drive him out and uh, he would be blinded. He would watch his first watch his sons uh, be put to death and then his eyes would be plucked out and then he would be taken captive Uh, to Babylon where he would later die. Also, I spoke to the priests and to all this people saying, thus says the Lord, do not listen to the words of your prophets who prophesy to you saying, behold, the vessels of the Lord's house will now shortly be brought back from Babylon for they prophesy a lie to you. Do not listen to them. Serve the king of Babylon and live. Why should this city be laid waste? But if they are prophets and if the word of the Lord is with them, Let them now make intercession to the Lord of hosts that the vessels which are left in the house of the Lord, in the house of the king of Judah and at Jerusalem, do not go to Babylon. So Jeremiah was here addressing the priests and the people. And there were those false prophets that were saying that these vessels that Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple during the reign of Jehoiakim, uh, that they were going to come back. And Jeremiah was saying, no, they're not going to come back. Instead, Nebuchadnezzar is going to take all of you that don't submit to him. Now, if they were true prophets, then they should have been interceding that the people's hearts would turn and repent and that 
King Nebuchadnezzar would not take the remaining vessels that were still in the temple and would not destroy the temple. But of course, that was not going to happen because they would not repent. And there ultimately, all of the vessels would be taken out and the temple would be destroyed. For thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the pillars, concerning the sea, concerning the carts, and concerning the remainder of the vessels that remain in this city, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, did not take when he carried away captive Jeconiah, that's the same as Jehoiakim, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, from Jerusalem to Babylon and all the nobles of Judah and Jerusalem. Yes, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, concerning the vessels that remain in the house of the Lord and in the house of the king of Judah and of Jerusalem, they shall be carried to Babylon and there they shall be until the day that I visit them, says the Lord. Then I will bring them up and restore them to this place. The problem so oftentimes is that people simply do not want to submit to God. If they had chosen simply to submit to God, then none of these things would have been happening. None of the judgments that were coming upon them would have happened if they would have simply surrendered to the Lord and obeyed his voice. May God help us not to have to learn these things the hard way or go through such tragedy that is so unnecessary if we would simply heed God's word, take upon ourselves the yoke of Christ, which is so much better than the yoke of sin. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where Hananiah prophesies that God will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Then he breaks the yoke on Jeremiah's neck. But before speaking lies, Hananiah dies. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible.